0: The following podcast contains spoilers and words like f***, f*** and f***. We watch The Theme.
1: We watch The Theme. Hello everybody. You're
0: with me, Dave, and here Billy, We watch The Theme. Sure How are you mate. Mate, I'm excellent. I had my last day in the office today kicking mm-hmm. in some long service leave. I mean, I'll still be working, but only doing one job instead of two. So hopefully Ooh, some luxury. more movie visits. Excellent. <laughs> Just in time for Indiana Jones four. Oh, mate, could not be more <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> and how you been, buddy? Yeah, oh, busy, busy, busy with work, but yeah, otherwise good. And you've got your first uh, official podcast guest spot coming up.
1: Yes, I'm I'm joining our good friend John Amenter and and co over at The
0: Pint. That's awesome. Um, Recording um, Extraction 2. I've not seen Extraction 1, but I've heard such varied things from so many different parties. (laughs) Some people hate it, some people love it. Was it you who posted this week that Extra. I don't want to give spoilers away for it, you know, what you're going to talk (laughs) about over there. But was it you who said Extraction 2 is better than John Wick 4? amongst others
1: several people have made this claim and it is in fact
0: (laughs) true i mean i'm gonna throw myself under the bus here i've only seen the first john wick and i didn't love it so i haven't bothered with the rest
1: (laughs) yeah i don't worship at the john wick altar i think they're perfectly fine action films they've got some great sequences but i don't buy into the, the, the the whole world building that went on after the first one really yep. never engaged me i thought it was all a bit silly so um <laughs> they they're perfectly fine films <laughs> um but yeah i the first extraction's not brilliant yeah but it does have some of the best action i've seen in, in many years and the second one just ups the ante on every front so nice
0: well we're not here to talk about extraction or extraction no, this week what are we talking about this week mate we're we're talking modernizations. Yes, we are modern retellings, adaptations of you know previous films or books or what have you that have been brought into the modern era. Um, Indeed. Is is that pretty? <clears throat> how did you go making this list? Because I actually ended up finding this much harder than I thought I was going to, and I accidentally at one point had a film in there that then I later realised, oh no, that doesn't hit the brief at all. How how did you go with this? <laughs> um. Yeah, I, it was quite tricky. I
1: I thought there'd be more to draw from. I I sort of I, yeah. I didn't struggle to make five, but there weren't as many to pick from as I thought. I
0: had the and same thing. The
1: only sort of caveats I put on were that it needed to be modern, not just modernised. So, um, sorry if it might appear on your list, but, but I ruled out say Magnificent Seven, for example, okay. because yeah. even though it's uh, a few hundred years more modern than Samurai Kurosawa it's still it's not, not present yeah, okay. day so I kind of that's okay. that's that's the and I, yeah, that's I, the only... I went
0: the same route mostly <clears throat> I have one that you might question me on but it depends how you define modern we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> see what happens this, this is going to be fun you, so yeah there, there's quite a few things where
1: someone's remade another film yes. and brought it into the present day. But all yeah. they've done is take a film that was set in the seventies, made in the seventies, for example, <laughs> and they've made a version that's set in the nineties and made in the nineties. That's not a modernization. Yeah, you that's might just be a dis- remake. You <laughs> might
0: be describing one film. All- <laughs> but we'll see how we go. Of I, cause I agree. I found this really hard to make. Do you think then that we're going to have any crossover? I Guarantee it Okay Or or you're not the man that I think you are <laughs> Alright, well Who do you want to kick us off this week? You, I, I think I kicked off last time for one of these So why don't okay. you go first Alright, my number five I'm going to start with the one That I think is probably the most questionable In terms of the brief Even though My love for this movie I would actually have this higher If I was going by You know by Tommy Boy is not a Shakespeare remake <laughs> Not on this list um, I'm talking about John Carpenter's The Thing, which. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, you know, set in the 80s, remade in the 80s from obviously a, a very classic monster movie. You know, I love my monster movies. Of course. Um, and I love The Thing. And I think that this is modernized enough. I don't think that this is just a straight, okay, we're going to take this story from. You know the, the 50s and you know update it like i do think that some of the sci-fi elements in this film are definitely modernized and it has some absolute classic you know you think of like the blood test scene for example which is one of the best fucking things ever captured in <laughs> cinema so i know that this is probably a bit questionable i'm assuming that this isn't on your list did this ever cross oh, it- your mind it, to uh, you, is this more of a straight? Didn't, I, I would have probably ruled it out under the sort of
1: remake versus modernist, but i you know, it's so fucking good, I'll let it slide. <laughs> <Yeah. you know. laughs> is, it, is it Rob Bettina, who's the yeah. FX guy?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Fuck,
1: that's so good, that stuff.
0: It, it really is amazing work. The I mean, God, Paul from The Countdown and I did an episode on this, I think only about a month or two before you came on as, as regular co-host. He must have been one of the last guests I had. And... It, that would have just been a four hour masturbatory <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it really was and noose was furious at me because this is one of her favorite movies and she was like i can't believe that you did this with paul and not me <laughs> but i love this movie and i know that it's questionable in terms of the brief but i did have a really hard time coming up with five so there you go that's my number five oh, look, I've,
1: I've literally I, I can't remember if i mentioned this uh, on the pod but I, so I'm, I'm sure i've mentioned it in with you in chat and stuff i've I, been tasked by my best mate's uh, daughter, who's a big horror fan, um, with expanding her horror education. Yep. And what started out as just a list of recommendations is <laughs> <and> slowly <laughs> turning into a book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was just putting the, the thing in that only this afternoon. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. It's so good. It is. It is. All right. Over to you then. All righty. Yeah. Um, my number 5 is a remake or modernization of a uh, classic play by George Bernard Shaw called Pygmalion um which has been adapted numerous times my fair lady obviously being what well, probably the most famous yep. but only slightly less famous <laughs> is a film called Pretty Woman.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> wow i rewatched this movie like last year because i'd forgotten a lot about it do not rate this movie that highly
1: (laughs) this is a this is a bit of a i I haven't seen this in years so it's a little bit of a nostalgia (laughs) pick um but i mean i've seen it you know numerous times as everyone has yeah and i i just find it fucking as, as films about prostitutes Changing their entire persona to please a man. Go, it's as charming as fuck. It's really, really lovely. I mean,
0: say what you like. Julia Roberts is, or certainly was, one of the most charming women on earth. Like, there there was a reason that she was in like every rom com in the nineties because she really is charming. Especially in this role, I I think that as far as rom coms go, this and maybe My Best Friend's Wedding are my two Mm. favorite Roberts performances.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah,
0: that the problematic
1: nature of the story in that makes yes. this seem like a Disney film. Um, <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> but the, I mean, this is this is just. I mean, just Gear at, at his peak, he, he rarely sort of sets foot in this sort of rom com charming genre, and yeah. it, it works so well against her. Um, you've got Jason Alexander being <laughs> yeah, fucking He's despicable, great. <laughs> and and getting his comeuppance which is great and just i mean there's so many iconic scenes Hector Elizondo is the mate um whatever he's the concierge or whatever the hotel is just yeah. a, the MVP um and just i mean her laugh when he snaps the jewelry case shut this it's 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 almost cliche by now but it wasn't when they made this and it's yeah. i mean it's, it's just a delight Yep. And then you've got Roy Orbison over the top. Uh, Barry. <laughs> what more could you say? It's fantastic.
0: <laughs> lovely, lovely pick. Didn't even cross my mind. This is this is one of the topics. I spoke about this when we did comic book um, movies, our top five comic book movies, that I have learned to not do research. This is one topic where I should have done more research rather than <laughs> trying to go gone off the top of my head because it was so hard to think It of would them. It would have been a waste of your time. Yeah. It literally, I mean
1: i i did do a quick google yeah and there's countless pages out there yeah but they all have the same sort of nine or ten things yeah. and it's all stuff i'd already thought of yeah th- right. there were no surprises yeah that because most of them are kind of famous for being a modernization or whatever yeah um, i thought i might find a few gems that i had not nah, nothing <laughs> so you, you didn't miss anything without googling
0: My number four is the one that I mentioned uh, at the end of the episode last week when we spoke about this topic. It's Bridget Jones' Diary, which is a very loose modernization, of course, of Pride and Prejudice. Doesn't follow every plot beat exactly, but there's enough of it there that you would class this as a modernization. Oh, he's called Darcy. He's called (laughs) Darcy. You've obviously got Hugh Grant there playing brilliantly as the Mr. Wickham character. Um, Renee Zellweger at her absolute, peak i love zellweger i'm a big fan of uh, me myself and irene as well wow <laughs> yeah i'm that guy i'm the one guy who likes every the only thing i remember me.
1: about <laughs> that film is when gary is himself wakes up goes in the bathroom yeah pisses
0: all over pisses every- curtain, yeah yeah why, am I, says, why like am I was pissing like i spent having having all night sex. having sex <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah great movie but i I love bridget jones's diary i really do she
1: copped so much unfair flack for oh they're casting a fucking american when there's so many British. did she nails the actress you 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 wouldn't know she was american from watching it so
0: oh and i mean you look at the reverse like no one has ever said boo about someone casting kate winslet as an american for example because she's fucking great (laughs) i think that renee zellweger just you know she's one of those people who just got kind of pegged as not being great and i don't know why because she really is <laughs> and it's and it's, it's such a um vanity free
1: performance yes yeah like she's quite comfortable not being skinny being a you know a normal attractive woman yes not a, a waif and seems like um, when she's coming down the fire pole, oh, man. a lot of Hollywood <laughs> actresses would have refused to do that because it's yeah. so unglamorous and so unflattering. But yeah. no, no, she just went in feet first and and nailed it. I
0: thought. And she's just such a wonderful character. Like to take that Pride and Prejudice story and just go even further with that character of Lizzie is to you know make her into this kind of. I hate the sequel to this film. I remember reading a review once that said the difference is in Bridget Jones's Diary. Stuff happens to Bridget Whereas in the sequel Bridget happens to stuff And it's so <laughs> true It's like she just gets I don't so, even remember this I don't even ah, know if I've seen the sequel I don't recall just it It's over the top Ridiculously kind of slapstick Is she in Southeast Asia or something? Yeah I believe so at some point Doing a yeah. neat pray love thing? Yeah yeah. Um, but yeah. I-, I love this movie I think it's great I think it's very very funny I think it's It's a really good modernization Of Pride and Prejudice And I'm a fan So there you go That's my number yep. four
1: Over to no you No complaints here good call all righty number four all right now we have a modernization of a french classic being les liaisons dangereuses ah yes
0: (laughs) can you can you guess what i'm about to say mate i think it's something about liaisons who are dangerous (laughs) (laughs) but otherwise dubbed cruel intentions yes I, I really really like Cruel Intentions. I actually it's have a great. lot of fun with it. I think you cannot top this cast for the '90s. Like it's oh, it's it's just absolutely on fire. Whatever happened got, to Ryan Philippe?
1: Well, did much like Freddie Prinze Jr. I think they both <laughs> ended up being homebodies for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you've, I mean, this this is peak. Post Buffy for Sarah oh, Michelle Geller I 100%. think this was. She may have even still been in Buffy, or or just out the. the I think door of she
0: it. would have been. I'm trying to think back to when this came out because Buffy ran much later than I always remember it. I think that Buffy ran yeah. until about 2007. This was definitely earlier than that. Yeah, because there's what
1: seven seasons of Buffy, and it started, yeah, 99 2000 ish. So yeah. you're about, you're probably about right. Yeah. Um, and you've got very young and and pristine with a spoon yeah um and selma blair who i have nothing but love for i don't yeah. know have you, have you seen the recent documentary about her um struggles with ms
0: i haven't no i have heard about it though but i haven't watched Fuck it that
1: that that is an amazing doco and just you know absolutely heartrending stuff yeah um but i came out of it with just the world of respect for her yeah um, right and I'd already been a fan of her uh, from back in, in with this. And yeah. what's that? Um, that other comedy, the sweetest thing, I think it's called. Yes, I remember that movie. She, yes, with Thomas Jane and and her and uh, a couple of friends. Yeah. Anyway, um, but cruel intentions. Um, yeah. Great. Not only did it win MTV's best kiss, quite yep. rightly so. Um, <laughs> Uh, amazing soundtrack. Yeah, it's the movie soundtrack. that introduced me to Placebo, yep. uh, who I love to this day. And I just think it's a it, it's a really smart modernisation. Yeah, because it, it fits seamlessly into that sort of New York yuppie set. Um, the story fits perfectly into that scenario, and I think yeah, as you said, the casting is amazing. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't seem to get talked about much these days for something that was. One of the biggest sort of hits of the year when it came out, it's sort of slipped off the zeitgeist a bit. No one mentions Uh, it. If you
0: you want to talk about this movie, hit up Emily Higgins from Tasteless. (laughs) She would always be down to talk about this movie. I was messaging her just recently, actually, speaking of modernizations, because I know that she is a massive fan of the 2014 version of Annie, (laughs) the musical, and my kids have recently become obsessed with it Does and that forced have a... me to watch it the other day. It's fucking atrocious. Is so it... I was messaging Em about it. Jesus, it's bad. Is it got, like... I want to say Jamie Foxx or something. Jamie Foxx is the Daddy Warbucks character. Yeah, fuck, that's awful. Cameron Diaz is Miss Hannigan. It's so, so bad. But Em, she loves how wild it is. She's like, oh man, Rose Byrne trying to sing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, right, over over to my number three then. Um, My number three uh, is another you know, rom-com adaptation of a classic novel, The Scarlet Letter.
1: I told you we'd have crossovers.
0: Oh, here we go. Because, of course, Emma Stone, she's wonderful. Uh, I actually really like Will Gluck as a director, and I'm, of course, talking about Easy A, which I think is... Such a good film. It's hysterical. It's great. It's, It's really funny. It's got heart. This... Maybe one of the first things I saw Emma Stone in. I'm trying to remember how it was. It
1: was definitely. I don't know if it's her first film, but it was definitely her breakthrough. This yeah. is the one
0: that put her on the map. She she is just so fantastic in this film. Like rewatching this, it's no wonder she's gone on to have such a bright career because she's just so effortlessly charming.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, underrated film. It. it I it, um. It's my number three as well, so we'll be uh-huh. picking straight I was just going to ask. But, there you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's, I would say, two or three films that are similar a little bit um, in when they came out, that they were adapting um, classic novels yeah. from a ser- similar period. Yep. I think this is probably one of the best of them, but it's not talked about nearly as much as some of the others these days. Yeah,
0: yeah. yep. Which is it, it's weird. It um, is weird that this movie hasn't had the kind of staying power <clears throat> that some other films, maybe some I'm even going to talk about, um, have had. Yeah. It is it is strange to me. And um, it's a
1: phenomenal cast. I yeah mean, emma stone yeah. you talked about but you you've got um thomas hayden church in there you've got malcolm mcdowell yep lisa kudrow fred yeah. Armisen, stanley <laughs> tucci yep um her her parents I, I just love her parents in this yes um tucci yeah. and who is it who's the mother is it patricia clarkson i know she's in it oh but they're, yeah they're, they're home like fantastic penn badgley yes now now well-famous for, for
0: you and yep. whatever fucking awful show was. He's a, he's a creepy was. dude. I, I can't yeah. look at him the same <laughs> after you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and another film with a great soundtrack. Really solid, you know, <clears throat> indie pop. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, very good. Uh, and as I said, my number three as well. There you um, go. I, I adore wow. Emma Stone, so this was always going to be on there. Ooh,
0: I wonder if we're going to have more crossovers then, because my number I one... I would put money I'm... on it. <laughs> okay. All right, well, over to my number two then. This is definitely not going to be a crossover. Another monster movie. You know I love my monsters. I love my kaiju. And I'm going with Shin Godzilla uh, 2014. <laughs> uh, I have gone. I, I really thought about going with um, you know Godzilla King of Monsters. <laughs> I didn't, but I really thought about it. But Shin Godzilla is... Uh, it was the first kind of Japanese reboot of Godzilla. And it is really fantastic. Have you seen this one? Look, I'm going to offend you, but they do all
1: blur together oh. a little bit. Oh. Um, if it's if it's not the one with um, eleven in it, then <laughs> or, or Matthew Broderick,
0: oh, then. Man. They're all very similar to me. Wow wow <laughs> no well this this is this is an author this is from Toho this is an actual you know Japanese Godzilla film I believe it was 2014 and it reboots the original Godzilla story but set in modern day Tokyo and it takes a lot of inspiration from you know a lot of the issues that they were having at the time with you know radiation and nuclear, and stuff you know obviously they'd had that huge nuclear issue in fukushima i think it was yep. and it is it's really really solid it's probably i think one of the best godzilla movies apart from the ones with 11 and, and matthew broderick um I, i'm going to stop you there and i'm going to say the one with 11 <laughs> is she only matthew... in the
1: most recent one i thought she was in the well, 20... no she she's in godzilla or Godzilla, King of Monsters. I she's she's in both. Ma- Matthew she's... Broderick's Godzilla. She's Godzilla, King of Monsters, or whatever it's called. And she's also in an unspeakably bad film that we're not going to mention <laughs> that, that that tried to tie Godzilla in with the main character from Kong Skull Island. That was
0: fantastic. I
1: love that movie. That movie was fucking detritus. <laughs> it's awful.
0: If we ever do movies that are, like, harshly (laughs) maligned or something, that's in my list because I love that movie.
1: You can champion it and I'll be there maligning
0: it. Anyway, long story short, I'd highly recommend that you check out Shin Godzilla. Um, even if you don't like the others I think there's a good chance you'll like this one and like I said because it is a reboot a modern kind of retelling you don't have to have seen any of the others not that you really have to for most of them (laughs) anyway but radiation causes giant monster
1: giant monster stomps on Tokyo that's that's basically
0: (laughs) that's the the backstory. yeah basically (laughs) and this one kind of goes back to those roots because for a long time Godzilla became the good guy most Godzilla movies are Godzilla taking out other monsters Mm. (laughs) Um, this one kind Kind of goes back to those roots of you know him kind King of King
1: Ghidorah and all of the nasty monsters yes. that we
0: don't like. <laughs> so there you go. That's my number two. Big uh, question Shin Godzilla. though:
1: Does Shin Godzilla have Mecha Streisand in it? No. no. Oh, <laughs> and it doesn't have. Me- doesn't
0: have Mecha Robert Smith either. <laughs> Although I mean I must say Trey Parker's right. Disintegration is the best album ever.
1: No, <laughs> uh, this is true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, your number two. Number
1: two, number two. This is, if this isn't a crossover, you're not Billy and there's a a pod person sitting
0: on the other end of this.
1: Um, My number two is a modernization of a Jane Austen novel. Yep, yep, yep. um, Called Emma. Yep, 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 yep. And was directed, you know, I think in a debut by Amy Heckling.
0: And it is called... Clueless! Yay! (laughs) Number one. Absolutely number one with a bullet. I love this movie. I remember when Topher and I reviewed uh, Emma on the show when that came out maybe a year before last. um, The The episode ended up just devolving into uh, Clueless chat. I ended up naming the episode Emma slash How Great is Clueless? Because that's pretty much all we spoke about.
1: (laughs) Was it it the... um, The... Emma with Anya Taylor-Joy and... Yes. Yadda Yadda. Yeah.
0: Good good film. Good film. Not um, as good as Clueless though. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's amazing. Yeah. It's, oh. it's so clever. It really, um, really is. It, this, like, <clears throat> I think more than any other film, line for line, this movie has so much to offer. Like, there are so many quotable moments in this film that, you know, here we are close to 30 years later and they still stick out in your mind like <laughs> yeah yeah 100 um and when you more
1: than and, and this was the one i was kind of hinting at or one of them when we were t- uh talking about cruel intentions even more than cruel intentions th- this so cleverly mo- doesn't just take the general premise of Emma. Yeah, it's 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 scene for scene basically. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and um, dialogue is modernised, but sort of the gist of conversations, you know, that that occur throughout
0: the story are, are kept as well. It's it's a yeah.
1: it, The script is very 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 cleverly put together.
0: I think what this movie does so <clears> well <throat> is that it takes this classic Austen novel, and like you said, rather than just updating it it really makes 90s la a character in this film. Yeah. Like this is this is it's amazing how close it sticks to the story. I never realized how close it was to Austin's Emma. I always thought it was maybe a little bit looser. Um, but it's a ama- mate like you say it's virtually beat for beat. And yeah. yet it is—it is its complete own thing because of the context that it puts it in. And to me, that's what a great modernization is. It—it it, it takes that classic story and rather than twisting it around or anything, all it does is say, "Hey, this is this story, but in this setting, and look how different and great it is." Like, yeah. you know, it, it is similar to you know what the Magnificent Seven did with Seven Samurai, where mm. it takes that classic story and just goes, "Hey, but look at it." if we look at it from this perspective yeah, yeah i love this movie so much yeah
1: more so and, and the other one um is, is so you you went so so you, we know all of yours now yes we know yes. you're number one okay so i can say um another one which i considered 10 was things 10 things i hate, I hate about, you. about you yeah i i thought but about you, that when as you well. compare it with clueless in yeah. terms of is it just kind of taking a basic premise of something and then kind of doing its own thing which 10 things does and i like 10 things but that's really all it does yep. it's not taming of the shrew in anything other than the most basic terms yeah yeah whereas clueless is emma yes in a modern setting
0: yeah, no, I agree. I, I thought about 10 things and then for the exact same reasons didn't put it on my list. There's a lot to like about that movie. I mean, Larissa Olenek, I mean, I, I love her ever since Alex Mack. I was right at that age. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, you're right. <clears throat> when you put it up against this film, which I think you inherently do, I think I kind of do think it's yeah, of- the- yeah, they're the film. two. They're well, and, and, and also, Easy A. I kind of think of these three yeah. kind of all together, where they've you know retold. And then you've it got, got a whole fashion. bunch of
1: also Rans like she's the man and she's all that that yeah. are all modernizations of yeah their own Shakespeare or other novels or whatever. Yeah. but they're not in the same league as as no, those other three.
0: Absolutely movies.
1: not. Yeah.
0: Nice. All right. So we only have your number one left to go. Okay. I and I don't I know what it's going to be.
1: Believe this isn't even in your five. <laughs> it's um modernization of a novel by Joseph Conrad yeah called heart of darkness yes yep and it is of course apocalypse now
0: right okay yeah this didn't even like cross I love this movie it didn't cross my radar as a modernization um yeah okay
1: yeah uh, so it's literally taking Joseph Conrad's heart of darkness which uh, is about Marlow going into the depths of Africa to find yep. Kurtz Um literally takes that premise and transplants it into Vietnam War yeah you've got um, Estevez Senior yep. Mr. Martin Sheen he's great um, he's in so his iconic good. role yeah going off to change mad as fuck Marlon Brando in, in <laughs> literally the, I mean let's face it the role of his career I love yeah. The Godfather but this is the most iconic thing he's ever, he did in his entire career um, you've got Duval. I would yep. say Robert Zemeckis' crowning achievement. Yes, true. Yeah. <laughs> I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's it's just so fucking good. This film yep. from the opening moments where you've got the, the Doors' song "The End" playing as yep. Martin Sheen's looking up at the ceiling fan. You're just like, oh, you just sink into your chair and just go along for the ride. Yeah, um, the whole production to this is 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 obviously legendary. You've got yes. a whole documentary about it. Yeah. Um, Francis Ford Coppola going pretty much completely off the fucking reservation. Yeah, or um, even,
0: even uh Martin <clears throat> Jean apparently went a bit nuts. I remember were, yeah. I remember reading uh Rob Lowe's autobiography. It's which is really, really fascinating. Even if you don't like Rob Lowe, because he grew up in Hollywood. He like yep. from a very young age, he talks about meeting Liz Taylor at age nine or whatever. Mm. And he was good neighborhood friends with uh young Estevez and he talks about the first time he met Martin Sheen which was during the filming of this this movie and he was apparently just off the rails like <laughs> completely <laughs> fucked so it's just fascinating
1: H- have you seen that doco Hearts of Darkness yes yeah
0: yeah which it's- of course a lot of people will say wow. is better than Apocalypse now and Oh, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It's a good it, honestly, documentary, but be. come on. There are some great documentaries out there, especially about filmmaking. I, I love Hearts of Darkness, but have you ever seen Lost in La Mancha?
1: No, I've always wanted oh, to. And it's never sort of gone across my radar. Lost
0: in La Mancha, um, Yeah. Because I, I don't think you and I have ever spoken about Terry Gilliam. Um, no, we all love Terry Gilliam. But it's I know that you're... I think it was you who made Topher and I watch Brazil on the show, yes. right?
1: Yes. And then you watched Chinatown by accident. <laughs> yes,
0: that's right, yeah. <laughs> um, but, oh man, you have to watch Lost in La Mancha. It's, it's I think, one of the best documentaries about filmmaking. It's so
1: it's, well, it's one of those legendary films, isn't it? The, yeah. the, 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 the kind of never happened, along with Jodorowsky's Dune and... Yes, the, the, yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a doco about Bert
0: and Superman, but that I was just be. that just popped into <laughs> my head. Yeah. All right. Well, there um, you go. But
1: yeah, Apocalypse Now. It was that was always my number one from the moment I started thinking about this. It's uh, I, I think one of the best films ever made.
0: Nice. I can't argue um, with that. Can't argue with that at all. Did you have
1: any honorables that that we haven't spoken about?
0: The one that I accidentally put on my list, which I later realized, oh no, that doesn't really fit, is is uh, The Mummy, um, which of course is more of a remake, but it is still set in that It's same still set back period. then, yeah.
1: But, I I actually had to do a double take thing going, no, that, that would have
0: fit. That's same. That's, that's exactly what happened to me. It was like one of the first things I wrote down. I'm like, well, that's my number one. And then about 20 <laughs> minutes later, I was like, oh, hang on. <laughs> No, it is actually still set in like the 30s, so yeah, no, nah, that's no good. <laughs> what about you, any honourable mentions?
1: Yeah, I, I came very close to including um, the Richard III with Ian McKellen that's sort of yeah, right. in yep. like a phone Nazi Germany sort of setting, which is a brilliant film, but I haven't seen it since the bloody 90s or something, so yep. I, I remember it being brilliant, but... It sort of you know I can't really include it because I don't remember it that well yeah Um. probably the only other one that came very close was Oh Brother Where Out Thou
0: is that a what's that a modernization of uh, Home is the Odyssey right okay if so I like thought the, about it, that better that may have made the list
1: yeah I, I thought that might just because I know you like Cohen Brothers musicals I do, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so they, they're like John Goodman plays the Cyclops and yeah yeah that it, makes it's sense. basically yeah. that and you've got the sirens singing the Alison Krauss song and yep. um the other one which I took out at the last minute when we went oh well let's keep it to movies not TV uh I was a huge fan of a TV show called Revenge me too I loved Revenge <laughs> which when I thought about it it's was uh, like Emily Van Camp you know, oh
0: isn't yeah. it just <laughs> and uh <laughs> Was correct me if I'm Ma- wrong. Madeline Stowe. And yeah. Oh, Madeline Stowe uh, was fantastic in that show. That's, it's, Wasn't there uh, also uh, Henry, the Henry Zerny is... Seventh Heaven, who is a renowned creeper now? He's been cancelled, <laughs> rightly so. Uh, I feel like he was in that show too. But yeah, Madeline Stowe was amazing in that
1: show. She and Henry Zerny as the kind of couple that. Uh, yeah, but because that's the modernisation of uh, Monte Cristo, Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, obviously, you, it went for three. Seasons or something, yes. so it, it went yeah. beyond the scope. But it, but the premise is literally just yeah, the count, count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, oh, um, great show.
0: Oh man, but, that's a, that's yeah. a blast
1: from the past. <laughs> oh, we, we, we were we were addicted to that. Yeah,
0: same. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, what else? I, don't, I can't think there's anything. I had Bridget Jones in consideration for a bit. Oh, Warm Bodies, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but I'd spoken at that, about that previously. And um, <laughs> guilty pleasure, I, I do like a Knight's Tale oh no that movie which is, is a one of them I, I mean I, part of me hates myself for enjoying it because i can't stand i can't stand modern music in a period thing yeah yeah when the characters are aware it's playing yes. and they fucking sing along with queen and it just <laughs> that, that kind of ruins it but it, it's other than that it's kind of fun and and it is a you know because of the the Queen soundtrack, I thought I could, it's almost a modernisation of a Canterbury Tales. But
0: <laughs> I'm I'm glad um, it wasn't
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh oh, and I almost tried to shoehorn in <laughs> the pirate movie again because it starts in a modern setting and then does Pirates of Penzance. But I thought that's a little bit off. And Doctor Who's Christmas Carol. That is, was
0: the, when you told me TV series, I thought that was going to be the one that was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It,
1: it was It was in there. And then I thought, I'll, I'll try not to include things I've put in other <laughs> <Yeah>. lists before. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, this was, like this was heaps of fun. I like the doing these everything. kind of different things. Um, yeah. Next week, we're back to a review though, because what's out next week, mate? I know you're super excited. <laughs> it's going to suck. I like. I still have only seen Raiders, so I'm I'm really not. We were supposed to binge
1: through all of these to prepare you for the disappointment (laughs) that is coming in seven to ten days.
0: Okay. Well, uh, how about how about we do this then? Let's leave the new indie till the week after this. Okay. (laughs) Let's because let's face it. I don't think people are going to be like gagging for that review. I think it's going to be the Flash all over again. I think this is going to flop. Next week, let's do a a binge of all four indies. (laughs) Three. No, let's do all four. Let's do all four in prep. Let's let's do all four in one app. And then the week after, we'll check out the new one. What do you reckon? All right.
1: Just for you, because it's part of your education, I will acknowledge the existence of the worst film of all time. So, poor Um,
0: Noose, she's going to suffer because I'm going to make her watch all four with me this week.
1: Hey, 75% of that's going to be a rockin' good time. (laughs) It's just a shame that the rockin' good time's kind of (laughs) front-loaded.
0: All right, sweet. Well, that's going to be fun then. So we'll do some some classic indies next week, and then uh, some shitful new ones the week after.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we'll we, are we going to do three and two? We're we going to split oh, good and bad, or are
0: we going to do? Now that's an interesting thought. Let's do that. Let Let's do <laughs> Let's do the three good ones, and then four and five <laughs> the week after.
1: This is kind of like. My general procrastination in life. Do do the good stuff up and then just push the bad stuff as far away and then you get to week two and you go, God, why didn't I do at least one of them last week? Yeah.
0: No, this this'll be fun. This'll be good. I'm looking forward to this. Alright, in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at WeWatchThing.com or WeWatchThing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all under the handle at wewatch2thing If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash we the thing, and we'll catch you next week.
1: Go give us a five star review.